Waiting for Seconds is a podcast that talks about subjects of self-harm, suicide, eating disorders, and other personal subjects. If you don't feel comfortable listening to this podcast alone, listen to it with someone important to you. May that be a teacher, a parent figure, or someone you feel comfortable being with. What? What's your fucking problem? <laughs> Shut the I, fuck I'm up! Here. <laughs> Start um, this fucking podcast. So am I? Leave. Am I reading the first bit? No, I'm reading the okay. first bit. Am I reading the second bit? No. Okay. You, your right has been Do taken away for this episode. Podcast no, here. you're just here. I'm just mute myself. I cry. Just listen cool. to shit and talk the whole time. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, what? Well, God, this is waiting for seconds. The uh, the interview podcast where we meet people and ask them who they are and why they are. Do a lamer intro, please. <laughs> Say it with less <laughs> fucking voice. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> This is Waiting for Seconds, the interview podcast where we meet people and ask them who they are and why they are. I'm the wonderful man and Schiller, Shannon Miller, and I'm here with Malcolm, out Kelt. Hey. Uh, and today we'll be talking with Jesse Shogi. Hello. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, yeah, my name is Jesse. Um, I'm 26 years old and... I guess I work in IT here in Portland, Oregon. I actually yeah. uh, am pretty new to the area, but it's really nice to be back on the West Coast. Like, I feel like regardless of where I am on the West Coast, it feels more like home than anywhere else. Um, yeah, I'm currently just uh, trying to make my way through life. Um, Definitely has been an interesting past six months for me, but it's also been the best six months I think I've had. So I'm very excited for the future and what's going to happen. Dope. So I met Jesse through my uh, oldest brother, Austin. Uh, they went to college together and played video games together. And so. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I started playing Minecraft with Jesse and probably some other games. We've played like Among Us yeah. and like Star. What is Stellaris. that? Stellaris. 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 But um, the most like important memory I have of Jesse is kind of recently, uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, uh, he came up to hang out with us and. That was the first time I've ever met him in person, so it's kind of dope. We, uh, I wish I kind of got more time to hang out with him. It was like only an after work kind of thing uh, yeah. to say hi for like an hour and then go to bed, basically. But it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it, and we got up super early to take you to the train station, and that's kind of like the core memory that Malcolm was talking mm. about earlier. Yeah. 
Um, now I have a picture of your face. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty great to see uh, Austin's uh, Austin's brother finally. Well, the other brother. Um, the, the best. It, it was the best brother. Uh-huh, there we go. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Austin, I'm sorry. Uh, we're we're cool, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I don't think they actually listen to the podcast. But it's okay. But it was super cool finally meeting yeah Shannon um for the first time especially since uh um such a like we've definitely like I guess virtually hung out a fair bit so I feel pretty comfortable with them. Um, oh yeah, I appreciate it. I'm gonna be back so many more times now, though. Now that uh, I realized how cheap it is to take the train out there, and how beautiful and relaxing it is. Um. So yeah. yeah how long was that train? More. Um. It was about six, seven hours. I mean, it's literally about the same as a car. Maybe I'd say a little faster than a car because the train don't really stop mm. for more than like five minutes. Like. Mm. It's kind of was on the dot when it's yeah. timeliness. I was surprised. But, uh, yeah. Um, it was some of the most beautiful country I think I've seen. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Especially uh, seeing where you guys live now, I totally see why uh, it's your own little slice of nature out there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, actually, kind of going with that question, do you like traveling? Do you like um, a lot? Or, uh... I would say yes. Um, I've kind of always been moving around to some hmm. extent, whether it be like moving, like my family moving us places, or me mm-hmm. going away to a college, or new places to live um but i definitely try to travel if not like anywhere super interesting and at least to, like visit friends at least a few times a year like around the country and other countries yeah um, um what what are your views on traveling though is it uh just something in general that you feel is important to you or do you just do it to just do it oh um, well, usually I have a purpose. I I don't know. I feel like if you're traveling like to other countries, like that's really good. But I feel like you shouldn't overdo it too much because it's expensive. I mean, if you got the money, obviously go mm-hmm. ahead. But mm. um, I'll be honest. There are some like environmental concerns. I feel like too. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of like you know people who have their private jets and crisscross all over the place and weekends and uh resorts or whatever but to each their own um i'd say it's pretty important because i like to maintain contact with my friends and Mm. that doesn't just mean like video chatting or calling or playing games which is fun i like to actually get on visit them multiple times if i can Mm. or as often as i can in fact uh I kind of put a good amount of money or budget, like, specifically so I can visit particular friends. So I visited Carter and Amelia a few times in Tennessee, um, just 
because I wanted to chill with them, or James and Ellen after college, and recently you guys, and I plan on making that uh, a lot more common. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's really important to me, but in the context of who I'm going to see or who I'm going with, I don't necessarily want to go to a place just to go. Yeah, I mean, that that's understandable. Mm. Um, it's about it's, the destination and the the things you can do there, not just the going around and fucking around in another place. Yeah, and who you do it with or who... I guess who you're doing it with overall. Like, I mean, it's one thing to, like, go to Rome or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. another thing entirely to go to Rome with, like, your best friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yep. probably not something I'm going to have money for at any point in time in the future, in the near future, but, uh, you know, something like this sounds cool. Don't let your dreams be memes, Jesse. Ooh. You can go to Rome. At some point, I do. Swim um, there. Fun. <laughs> uh, I'm, I feel, I'm sure I can that, make it. Is that the most uh, efficient way of travel? Swimming? I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, just get a nice month off work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots and lots of breaks. Have like a boat <laughs> going alongside you to rest. Yeah. <laughs> they hopefully have enough food for you too and emergency mm. crews. And... Right? Um, um, so you traveled around a lot when you were a kid, huh? You moved, your family moved for work, right? Yeah, I kind of just, I never really stayed in one place for more than like three or four years. Um, uh, so a lot of people have like, you know, um, I mean, not all, obviously some people have similar experiences, but like um, a lot of times when I like go to a new place or go to a new school, it's always like not too fun to like have to reintegrate and like mm-hmm. build up a new friend group only to like leave again, go somewhere else. Um, but I feel like it's made me a lot more independent in that way. I can feel like I can make friends pretty much wherever I go. Um, So, yeah, um, it's it's very important to me to be able to like uh, maintain those connections with people. That's interesting. That uh, ultimately, what you got out of going around so much was learning how to get with people, like, get close to people quickly and stay with the people you really care about. Exactly, yeah. Um, My most, I'd say the thing I care about most in life, like, is people and, like, the people I care about. Um, I've never really been too big or focused on, like, advancing in my job or, like, Mm -hmm. I guess, like, typical career stuff or like focusing on buying a house one day um which i guess i would like to at some point but um that's just not as important to me as the focus uh, putting... yeah like where someone might uh spend hours working overtime because they won't get that mm-hmm. bag you know or uh, get that promotion kiss the boss's ass or whatever um, I would always be like, I mean, money's kind of fun, but I'd much rather just hang out with my friends or mm-hmm. spend time with my family or 
I don't know. There's a lot more to life than uh, working. Yeah. Now, where did you grow up originally? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> California, actually. Um, so, yeah, I was born in Southern California, Escondido um, mm-hmm. area. I was there. Barely remember much of that. And then we moved... Um, to Central California, um, a small town called Paradise, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. I have, I have a teacher who that? grew up. Yeah, she grew up there, and we were uh, <laughs> we were in class, and like she got a call that day that her like childhood house got burnt down. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad, they, yeah, that that's really sad. But I'm, I've kind of like gotten used to that after a while. Um, I felt mm. like pretty much everywhere I'd move, there'd be some kind of fire <laughs> at Oof. some point. It burns down a lot of stuff. Like, uh, what was it? My um, after we moved from Paradise, um, we moved to um. Napa Valley area, like maybe an hour north of San Francisco. And there was another fire there, too, that like almost made it to our house. Like, literally, the hillside is just charred. And Mm. I have lots of friends' houses who got burned down because it's too rural out there or too dry. Fire would spread too fast, but yeah, California's uh, always been on fire, it seems like. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty California. Yeah, it is very pretty there. Um, I've always, yeah, always wanted to return to the West Coast. But, um, well, now you're I'd here. Say Californ- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> California was my home, but anywhere on the West Coast, I feel like I could make my home. So you've never really felt like you've had, like, maybe uh, a home besides, like, the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. um, You've moved around so much that it doesn't, nothing kind of feels like home. Exactly, yeah. Even um, just, I've only lived here in Portland for, like, two and a half years, give or take. And in that time, I've moved, like, three different times. Um. Mm. It was, yeah, so I'm kind of used to, <laughs> you know, changing places, finding a new apartment. Uh, so I'm happy or excited to finally start putting down some roots, I guess. But... As, as someone who's never really moved, I mean, I truly have lived in the same house my entire life. Uh, wow. It sounds very stressful to move that much. <laughs> Uh, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and honestly, I I have kind of gotten a little jealous throughout my life. Like, always seeing like people with built-in friend groups or like their families just around. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's stressful, but I've kind of gotten used to it. Um, going back to what I said earlier, is like. It helps me, like, my 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 home, I guess, or my um, where I feel most comfortable is not necessarily, like, a place, aside from the West Coast, as I said, but mm-hmm. 
more of the people I'm with as long as I have like people I know or care about around like that's home for me I don't really care where I live per se I like that um, how do you handle that I mean that moving around and other stress factors in your life how do you try to handle that stress <laughs> well um i've been i've been doing it better recently um <laughs> but i guess so I'll, I'll say the i'll say the healthy ways i handle it first um and then i'll tell you <laughs> <I'm> so healthy <laughs> um yeah so like um I'll, I'll i'll meditate a lot one thing i've noticed that like really helps and it sounds like very bullshit and like every npr like podcast talks about it but <laughs> meditation yeah it's like uh it actually really helps because at the end of the day you're like just giving your brain a chance to just pause and like just relax um and especially if you have like a good guided meditation which i like doing um it can really uh kind of give you a thing to focus on throughout the day so say you do like a gratitude meditation and that, that's another thing that's really good too that i found is um expressing gratitude um like gratitude journaling is a good way to i've found to start with that Ooh. but if you say you hold a feeling of gratitude from your meditation that you got throughout the day you can kind of use that as like a shield to take that through Ooh. um yeah, there's a lot of internal strength I think you can get just by uh, doing the right things, giving yourself some time. You use so. that meditation to find things that you care about and then remember those things when things get hard. Exactly, yeah. Huh. Um. So that and then, I mean, I love my cat. I realize that, I mean, it makes sense. There's some uh -huh. studies you like pet your cat you like spend time with your pets or an animal mm. like it releases mm. endorphins so it's like okay um and i fucking love my baby girl princess diana she's uh yeah <laughs> she looks like a toy i'll have to scare you guys from pictures sometime but yeah um those are my healthy ways of dealing with stress but i very much am a pothead um yeah i'll i'll be kind of stoned throughout the day all the time um and i'll be real like when things get tough i'll generally smoke a lot more but mm -hmm. it tends to help because uh if i'm stressing out if like people are throwing shade or whatever um pop, pop open my favorite uh strain light it up i'm good to go um but obviously it's not healthy for you it's not good for your lungs um then in the past couple of years i found i'd uh you know bar hopping's a lot of fun getting like almost blackout drunk um going clubbing going to raves and just having a blast you know, shit you gotta regret the next day. But so, you do it with the people you, like, hang out oh, with. Oh, always. Yeah, mm -hmm. people I care about. They're also doing the same thing, too, so we're collectively being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes a bad decision to bet together. How bad can it be? 
Exactly. A bunch of bad decisions among friends equals one good decision, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I'm getting older, though, I'm trying to, like, manage everything much better. So, like, I know, have a much better understanding of, like, how much alcohol I can drink, how much weed I can do, or how... name something else. But it's gotten to the point where, like, I respect myself too much to, like, let myself um, go to him and, like, do something I'll regret at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's finding a balance. But I'd say the number one thing that helps with my stress the most and just making my mood better is um, exercise. Um, and living around here, it's really easy to just integrate exercise in your day-to-day because, like, I want to go grab a bite to eat. I just walk across the street. If I want to go grocery store, I could go bike uh, three blocks away to a new season's and bike on back. Um, yeah, that's because you don't have a car. I don't, actually. Um, I was very um upset with <laughs> this kind of goes back to my whole uh not really wanting to uh, not really wanting to like place too much focus on like my job or my career i guess mm. um i you know would do the daily commute back in nebraska or here you like wake up you hop in your car you sit through traffic mm-hmm. for like half an hour to an hour and you work, sit in an office, you go back home, you do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I fucking hated it. It, like, I, that was the first car um, that I got that I, like, fully purchased myself. And I was, like, proud of it at first. Um, but I started to hate it. I started to detest my car. <laughs> and, like, anytime uh, my ex at the time or, like, some friends um, would want to go places, I would always try to get them to drive or um maybe if it was close by I'd be like yo let's just walk there instead mm. like i absolutely hated having to sit behind a wheel cuz like don't get me wrong a car is fun but i felt like my freedom was being taken away having to do the same routes every single day um sitting in traffic you know and yeah, I I I didn't like it, so sold my car, got a bike, and I've been much happier now. Plus, that four or five hundred dollars a month a month I'm not spending on uh, maintenance, parking, um, insurance, insurance, gas. gas. Yeah, um, living in Portland, then there's the uh, Portland tax, which I it's basically just you leave your car out. And too long, it's gonna get smashed. Mm. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, you kind of gotta like budget in. Um, Robbery windows every month. Yeah, yeah, or like a cat, your cat being stolen. You got a nice <laughs> cat. Car. Catalytic converter. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um. Duh. Yeah. Hopefully, you're not leaving your cat in your car. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, it's not in somebody else's car or in your bike. <laughs> Yes. Right? Here's a random-ass cat for you now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
exercise and meditation, I guess, or the, the the main healthy ways. And then don't don't listen to what I said before about the other ones. Those, those are <laughs> that's bad advice. Well, I don't I don't know. I think I think everything has their place in in somebody's life, and for you, it's. It's not just the smoking, it's usually the smoking with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds true. like those things are good ways for you to spend time with friends and relax with the people you care about more than just, I want to go have a smoke because I'm stressed. I want to go spend some time with friends, and my excuse for that yeah. is that we're smoking. Oh, yeah. Um, that's definitely true, I'd say, for like alcohol or like other things. Um, mm-hmm. I will smoke on my own not like cigarettes i fucking hate cigs no offense if anyone here does smoke but um nah we're too young (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'll uh i'll generally do that on my own but also with friends um weed is honestly one of my favorite ways of like getting to know people Mm. because it makes you feel so um, appreciative of everything, every little thing. Hmm. It makes you appreciative of the people you're with. It makes you appreciative of the couch you're resting on that feels so much more comfortable all of a sudden now. Or uh, the food you're eating, which tastes so much better now that you're on something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it can definitely be a vice. Um, as pretty much anything can be. Got to do it in moderation, but I definitely prefer to do it with friends because it enhances it or um, just helps the group bond better. Yeah, and I I appreciate that you said in moderation because that's kind of how I view all the, just about everything, do everything in moderation and don't overwork yourself but you were talking about more about the meditation earlier Mm -hmm. um and this question maybe ties into that are you spiritual in any way i know you went to uh like an adventist college but are you Mm -hmm. religious or spiritual has that changed yeah um i would say i I'll be honest, yeah, um, I'm still kind of undecided. I definitely did grow up fairly religious, and I I definitely drank all the Kool-Aid, everything they said, everything my parents said, I uh, believed and followed and um, tried to be a good little boy. Uh, I went to um, Seventh-day Adventist College um, Union in Nebraska, that's where I met Austin. And a lot of my other lifelong friends. And I did like it there. I, I liked the college. I liked uh, meeting all those people. And, but I I wasn't a fan of um, the religion. Mm. Um, even going into Union. Um, mm. it, was, it was more of my parents, like, really wanting me to go to religious college. And, um, which... Which I was okay with at the time, but it it wasn't my first choice. Um, It wasn't until maybe about halfway through college, though, 
that I finally realized that I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this to please other people. Um, I'm doing this to, like, make my mom happy. I'm doing it because my friends expect me to be Seventh-day Adventist or, I guess, go to college here. It's I tend to tended to I guess follow what everyone thought. I was a Christian Seventh-day Adventist at that point, but it wasn't really for me. So right now, I would say I'm open to the possibility of it, but to be totally honest, I have too many things going on in life to think about any of that right now. So, yeah, You're kind that's... of agnostic by overwhelmed. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, I'm not ruling out the possibility of a lot of things, and I'd love to have a discussion at some point about God, I guess. But um, it would just be more like in a to-talk-about-it sense versus this is what I believe, because mm. I really don't know what I believe right now, because... I don't have the time, I guess. <laughs> I know that sounds a little uh, like a cop-out, but I, I I really just haven't given it much thought. Yeah, I mean, which is totally fair. You're, you're finally trying to settle down in, in Portland and uh, kind of do you for the first time. Or... Yeah. Um... I would say, though, that I did kind of take a little bit of a dim view of um, the religion or Seventh-day Adventism at the time. Um, kind of still the same, but that wasn't the main reason why I left. Again, the main reason was still I wasn't doing this for me. I was doing this because it's what I thought was expected of me. Mm -hmm. do you think it's uh important to have uh a, a belief system oh 100 percent. um do you mean like uh just in general just, a, just in general not necessarily religious or spiritual we we had uh our one of our previous uh folks on the podcast uh what a convert they they were Christian Ooh. and then they converted to to uh, Islam. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was brought up is like the journey uh, that I feel like everybody experiences uh, with religion, battling mm -hmm. that, um, like just that walk, because it's it's it almost feels like a judgment against you. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, like if you're not a part of the religion you started with, you kind of feel judged or, or put down. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I did grow up with seventh day Adventism. So that's, that's very interesting to me that someone switches um, I guess religions. I don't know too many people have switched religions, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a lot of people who leave their original religion go into either like agnosticism or atheism. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, they leave religion rather than going from one. Right. Which is fascinating to me. Like, um, yeah, because you, 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 you mentioned, you, you talked about the belief system. So going from one religion to another, that kind of switches your whole mm-hmm. value system a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely very important, I'd say, to have some kind of foundation for yourself. Because it makes making decisions a lot easier, to be honest. Um, if you're faced with hard choices, um, just knowing where you stand on things is super important. Mm -hmm. What is your foundation? What's your, like, moral belief system? Um, You're mine born. is to be kind, kind and grateful to the people around you. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's kind of, it, it filters into my politics a little bit too. I see everyone as a potential friend, I guess, that I meet. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I, I'm kind of a emotional wreck a lot of times. So I I feel emotions of people around me a lot. Mm -hmm. mm. So because of that, I, I I I guess I have a huge amount of empathy for people. So if I see a friend hurting, it hurts me too. It makes me sad. It makes me actually cry. Um, like I'm the kind of person if I see um, like I don't know, say the. Uh, a conflict in Sudan. There's like a coup going on there right now and people are caught in a crossfire. Um that that really hurts me. I don't just see that as uh something on the news. I see that as these could these people look like my friends. These people might have just been out to uh they might have been like partying the night before. They might have like been spending time with their family and now they're forced to deal with these horrible things. So, yeah, I believe that you should try to be grateful and kind and compassionate to the people around you, because at our core, that's how, in my view, that's how humans are meant to be the happiest. We, as a people, whether you choose to believe in evolution or um, a creator of some kind, Humanity did start out like kind of in a rough patch in a way. <laughs> we had to deal with predators, we had to deal with mountain lions, we had to deal with um starvation, finding food. Mm. And the people who would survive, the tribes that would survive essentially, would be the people who work together, the people who are compassionate to one another. So I believe it's in innate in every human to be kind and compassionate to the people around you and try to treat them as your own because that's what we are as humans and to go against that is um the cause of a lot of the anger and hatred and s stress really that can go on in people's lives when the when it's like those conflicts is what kind of separates everyone yeah. 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 Um So yeah, I try to be as uh 
welcoming as I can to people. I everyone has biases, everyone has judgments, but um it's kind of like a mental exercise for me too. Sometimes if I come across a situation or people or a group or something where I may have like frequency biases towards regardless of what it is and then having my expectations subverted. There's that's one of my favorite things to do and that's one reason I like living in the city is I'm constantly meeting and running into new people, new circumstances, new groups and being surrounded by all these different people has been um I'd have to say one of my favorite things in life. So Yeah, um just being kind, kind and generous and have gratitude towards your fellow man and woman. Hmm. I think uh, it's kind of a nice way to look at everybody. But uh, no no buts. <laughs> It can no be very naive. No it, it it is a little naive looking, and you do end up getting burned a bit mm. um, by bad people out there. Choosing but, to care is hard. Yeah. Um, it can be it can be rough, especially if people uh, don't treat you the way that you thought you were treating them. So. Uh, you mentioned that you often cry when you see friends getting hurt or others. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, when is the last time that you cried? Was it because of that exact uh, coup that you were mentioning? Oh, no. Um, That was probably a few weeks ago. Mm. But actually, yeah, the last time I guess I cried was... Uh, with one of my friends. Um, she and I had a little bit of a misunderstanding. Um, and we talked it over. Of course, we smoked, which definitely helped. And once we realized that it was just a big misunderstanding between us, uh, yeah, we both kind of cried a little bit and gave each other hugs and reaffirmed that, yeah, no, this friendship is still incredibly strong. But I I don't I don't I don't have much of a problem crying in front of people anymore. I mean it's it's a natural human response. The only reason people feel embarrassed about it, I feel like, is because society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to cry, fucking go ahead and cry. It makes you feel good. There's often that idea of a uh, men can't cry. I was I mean I, hate I was that never really so told much. That but oh yeah same by the time i was in school i people had pretty consistently gotten under the counter of that that it is healthy to cry and Hmm. that's good i uh that's awesome i'm glad you got that i i i didn't really have that view overturned until pretty recently so It's Would you be willing to tell us what up. overturned it? Oh, have I thought about that? Um, <laughs> I I definitely believe there was some. Yeah, 
Um, let's 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 come back to this one actually. Let's let's let okay. it this one. I kind of want to think about that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, ne- next one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, talking about like kind of growing up in a kind of in a different society or a different uh like you're learning how to do things differently now than you were as a kid mm-hmm. and one of our themes on the podcast which we actually haven't asked that much recently uh is the uh the topic of nature versus nurture and what mm-hmm. favors more now i'm just going to ask you the same thing nature versus nurture or are you in this kind of gray area um, where you need both? Um, now, if if I may uh, just clarify, you mean um, by nature how you are as a person or how you grew up versus um, how your life has changed um, as you go up? The concept of the genetics you were born with and the place mm. and circumstances in which you were born versus uh, your teachings and learnings that you've gained through your life. Gotcha. Of course. Okay. Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, are you saying... So apologies. I don't know if you wanted this too, but is this in reference to me or is this just in general? Just yeah, in general. Perceive the world. Yeah, okay, then if that's the case, I definitely believe that it's a little bit of both, but I fully believe nurture is the more important one, the one that actually um, determines things. So there's, I feel like there's kind of this thought of like, once you're one way, that's kind of how you are. I fully disagree with that. I think anyone is perfectly capable of changing. Um, and I fully believe that whatever environment you surround yourself with is also is probably the biggest determinant of how you'll end up. Um, genetics, in my view, don't play as huge of a part, aside from maybe like racial stereotyping based on um how you grew up or you know some people have more of a uh um handle cold better or mm. uh things like that um you go into uh i guess early culture or early training that can also be uh overturned or um grown out of just uh if i could use an example from um one of my friends um they were also actually muslim or they still are very um very strong and proud practicing um but they heard some um heard some stories about i i don't know exactly what prompted it but they they had some of their views changed on their religion and they were able to it was it was hard for them to hear these things at first because they've never experienced these things or heard these things from anyone but they took those things that they heard um and they integrated it into their belief system and mm-hmm. now they have a much better understanding of 
some of the um, people that may have interacted with their religion. So I fully, fully agree or believe that anyone is capable of change and the environment that you're in can definitely nurture you in much more of a way than the way you grew up. So it's kind of like this balance in between both, um, like how you grow up, it, like your nature is is not always going to be the same. And so when the nurturing of either a religion or a people come into play, that can that can influence that change. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you want to go back. I- if you want to edit this here, but I, I finally, uh, I think it brought up um, why I'm much more willing to cry now. Yeah, um, go ahead. So this is uh, something that um, I, I, I guess I kind of started to learn over time. Um, growing up, I like I said, I was... I, I I never really got the it's okay to cry, it's okay to like express your emotions bit. So I would always um I guess you know, bottle it up as I'm sure a lot of people have done and are still continuing to do. But a couple years ago, um I started meeting some uh some new people, some new friends out here in Portland they were much different than the kind of people that I was used to before, I guess. Um, and they showed me that it's okay to like show your emotions. Emotions are a beautiful thing. I mean, anything in my view that like goes against what human nature is, like you, sh- you should try to work with human nature. You shouldn't try to like. Um, repress it you should try if you have like some kind of inclination to something you should okay how can i like work with this to make myself a better person it's the same thing with like emotions like you shouldn't try to suppress if you're sad you shouldn't like try to hold it in too much if you're like incredibly happy um you're supposed to like let those out you're supposed to express them because again we're social people and seeing uh, other people seeing you happy can make you happy uh things like that so that combined with uh i'll be honest it's austin um talking with him and realizing that hey it's okay to show how you're feeling especially around the people you care about so that kind of kicked off a transformation that really kind of culminated in the past six-ish months where I am not afraid to show who I am now. I, I don't feel like I have a need to uh, impress people anymore or act like I need to be a particular way. And part of that helped me realize it's okay to cry. Yeah. That's quite beautiful. And it's cool to know that Austin helped to make that uh, a reality. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been some people in my life that helped kind of just make things click. 
and <laughs> he's definitely one of them, at least in uh, that regard. Yeah. Um. In that, you mentioned that you think that as a, as a human, you should go with human nature. Yeah. Uh, what is human nature to you? Hmm. Um. Good question. That is a really good question. Um. Human nature to me is, I guess you could say it's the gut feeling, whatever whatever feels right. Um. So I guess what would an example be? Your body tells you, uh, like this is more rudimentary, um, pretty yeah. basic. But if your body's thirsty, um, you know, go get a glass of water. There's this whole talk of like, uh, gotta drink like eight glasses, ten glasses of water a day, or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. the human body is actually incredibly good at telling you exactly. Um, how much water to drink like your thirst is um if you believe in evolution has been tuned over millions of years to know exactly when to drink so when you're thirsty that's how much water you should be drinking you should drink until you're not thirsty anymore um now there's definitely a set like a a, you should definitely try to strive for like a certain amount of water i guess but um the point is is the human body is really good at knowing what it wants. So, like, going back to the issue of breaking down and crying or showing emotions in front of people. Um, you feel better if you cry because you're not going against what you're... You're not trying to hold yourself back. You're not trying to hold your body back. Now, obviously, there are things like addictions that you need to watch yourself because the human body is also stupid. Um, so, and the body human brain... Exactly, yeah. If you go eat too many cookies or, damn, I can't stop eating this ice cream. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, human nature is like, I want this sugary thing, but you need to take a step back and be like, okay, what is my body actually wanting here? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even pretend to know much about um, nutrition or anything like that. But I'd like to think that if you're eating a bunch of ice cream, your body's probably craving something within that. Or at the very least, um, back when humans needed to, uh, or food wasn't as easy to come by, um, there's probably something there. I think in this case, uh, you want to stock up on um, sugar because it's a good source of energy, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But expanding outward, what is human nature? Um, kind of going back to my core beliefs, it's whatever helps you and your fellow people be healthy, happy, and live a long life. And I believe things like violence, um, anger, um racism or wars like all those things go against human nature and the only reason that we're perpetuating it is because um uh it's really easy to uh let your your body i guess like feed into the motions of anger so yeah um i don't know if that made any sense but as long as uh, you're, I feel I, I truly do believe that 
for the most part, as long as you give your body what it needs, as long as you don't go against what you know is right, um, mm -hmm. things will be okay. You don't fight your instincts. Yeah. You'll yeah. find a good place in the world. Um, but again, the human brain is kind of stupid sometimes, so <laughs> use some logic there. But um, it can it can take a retroactive look too. I feel like um, what did humans used to do um, can be applied to a lot of things. So mm. a little uh, issue of or part of the reason I um, sold my car and wanted to like just bike everywhere is if you think about it. Um, humans aren't used to sitting all day and driving around everywhere. They're used to walking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of uh, problems that people um, are having these days can be traced back to something that we're, modern society has essentially made us start doing or we choose to continue doing because it's comfortable or it's, um, yeah, like no one wants to like um, work extra hard for food. You want to like have it as easily accessible as possible. Mm -hmm. But I, there are definitely a lot of things um, that the modern world has presented to us as a species and as a culture that we're just not ready for. Or we need to, I guess, put some kind of... Um, some kind of system in place for ourselves where we make sure that um, we're not, I guess, taxing the human body too much. Because it's, it's still an animal. Our bodies are still animals at the end of the day. Um, or a, a very complex animal, if you believe in a creator. And there really are a lot of things that the mo modern society is putting on um, this animal that it's not really equipped to deal with. Do you think, all things said, mm -hmm. that those technological developments are a positive thing for the human race, or are they, do they do more harm than good? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say it's definitely a benefit. Um... So, obviously, humans are smart. It's in our nature to try to expend as little energy to do what we want to do. Which, mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's literally why uh, um, humans covered the planet and we drive cars and fly spaceships. Nothing wrong with that at all. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point when you need to look at some of these inventions and say should we be using this exclusively instead of our uh, original faculties um so for example there's a case there's a case to be made um that the invention of google and the internet you know has put a serious damper on our um ability to do a, kind of our own investigating to be as curious because 
you know, in the past, if you wanted to look up how tall was the Eiffel Tower, you'd have to find a book, go to the library, look it up. Whereas now you can whip out your phone and be like, uh, hey Siri, how tall is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a response. So, um, that, or an- another interesting one that I found too, was there's some early indications of um, kids these days getting some slight bone spurs in the back of their necks um, because we're always bending over looking at our phones. So I think there needs to be a lot more attention paid to what the medical professionals, the people who understand the human body, and I guess comparing that to the way society actually is. And we need to take some, not incredibly huge steps, but there should be some steps taken to uh, essentially make sure that we're not um, collectively shoving our uh, species to extinction or some other kind of bad state. I think that makes a lot of sense, that it's a good positive outcome, but people you know how we talked about moderation earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Valuable in moderation, but we overuse it. Advancement in moderation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, technology can be a scary thing. Um, mm-hmm. And there are definitely yeah. a lot of instances where the question of was this actually worth it? Is this something that we should actually, uh, or have we gone too far? I guess is the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Like nukes, for example, was probably the biggest one, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, human ingenuity created a device that could extinguish us in seconds if we let it get out of hand. So, sometimes the human brain can go too far. Hmm. So... Sorry, I'm just letting it sink in what you said. I would like to question if, do you think that the human brain going too far is part of our human nature? Ooh, I like that question too. Way to tie it back, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Um, yeah, I mean, not intentionally though. Yeah. Our mm. our drive, our curiosity, um are wanting to uh, better, faster, stronger, make everything better. Um, That's kind of who we are as a species, but... um, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to edit this. (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) It's fine. Do you think that the human brain going too far and making things like nukes uh, is part of human nature? Yeah, um, it definitely is. It definitely is, but not um, intentionally. It's um, an unfortunate result that we have the capabilities to um, improve our lives and have mm-hmm. easier access to food and make sure our children aren't, um, I don't know, freezing to death out in the cold. But I think 
as the species where we should also be intelligent enough to realize, hey, we created some things that maybe we should be more careful with. Maybe we shouldn't have even created these things in the first place, but now that we're here, um, we need to be responsible as a, well, a species in this case. Case in point, um, I'm sure you all have been seeing the things that's been going on with chat GPT. Um, yeah, and AI, how uh, it's starting to look like a lot of uh, white-collar worker jobs are going to start um, disappearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If uh, if the experts are to be believed, <laughs> so that's um, might be one example of uh, something that we created that might get out of our hands. Went well and too far, and is going to go into the realm of hurting people more than it is helping. Yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot of technologies that we use on a day-to-day basis that. 50, 100 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've slowly uh, viewed the thought of technology and how we how we are as humans is, like, like you said, always trying to, like, take care of ourselves. But in that, we have that almost corrupt version of, like, how to better ourselves to the point of being almost gods, I, I don't know, or or being the best of the best. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um the point where our ancestors could look at us and see ungodly, or maybe even godly, power. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. That is a fascinating thing that I've kind of wondered every once in a while is how would my great-great-granddad think of me (laughs) flying in a jet plane like hundreds of miles above the Earth? On your phone. Right? With TVs and... (laughs) Uh Oh, yeah. Um, I think we have the capability to uh, manage all this, but... We all need to. There's an idea of personal responsibility, which I absolutely love. Everyone should be responsible for themselves mm. um, and take responsibility for their actions. But I do believe, and again, this goes back to kind of my belief system of trying to make sure that um, just being a good person to your fellow man. I think we as a um, people. We as a society around the world need to take responsibility for ourselves. Um, we can't just expect something that we we can't just expect that just because I'm taking care of myself, I'm taking care of my family, I'm taking responsibility for these that everyone else will also do the same thing. So yeah. When it comes to these inventions that humans have created that could potentially cause dramatic damage, um, it no longer is enough to assume that your re- you taking responsibility will be enough. You need to um, make sure everyone else is taking responsibility as well. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Um. Maybe 
Let's go maybe to a lighter note for the last uh, question. What is your favorite video game and why? Is, and uh, do you have any fun stories those, that go with those? Yeah. Um, my favorite game right now is definitely Cyberpunk. Um, 77? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always really loved RPG games because... I mean, what's a video game if you can't do things that you um, be someone that you can't be in the real world? So, mm-hmm. and Cyberpunk is a perfect game life for that. You can choose your clothes. You can choose what apartment you live in. You can jump off a building. You can um, get massive uh, gr- or blades on your arms that come out, and you can slash people to bits, or you can jump like four or five stories. But what makes Cyberpunk, I feel, much more interesting than, um, say, like. The Witcher, which I absolutely loved. That was my previous favorite game. Or, um, say, Skyrim. Or maybe Red Dead Redemption. Some of these other really good open-world RPGs. Is Cyberpunk has this um, persistence to it. There's always something going on. It's a very, very, Mm. very um, dense world, I guess. You never feel like you're too far from, like, someone who's going to try to, like... Um, rip you off or maybe there's an explosion that just occurs off in front of you or you look to your right and there's a police chase going down the street um the world of night city in the game is kind of fucked but so much fun to um let loose and go off and uh have you ever tried or considered playing the cyberpunk tabletop rpg I have, and that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> of all the people that I've played um, D&D with, like, I love basic D&D, don't, don't get me wrong, or like uh, any of the other ones, like um, Pathfinder. Um, that was another one I enjoyed. I haven't met anyone that would want to give the Cyberpunk one a try, even if I brought it up. So, if I, yeah, if I could, uh, Give that a try. I think that would be incredible. Well, I mean, I wish you the best of luck with that. I thoroughly recommend it. Shannon and I had a lot of fun playing it. He was my D, my GM oh, cool. for that, and it was very good. So maybe maybe in the future we'll get a group Sometime together. Sometime in the future yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. I'm running another game. I'll hit you up. Thank you. I would love to do that. That would be an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. Well, it sounds like we're closing out and you have to run like probably now. So we'll do we'll do a little wrap up. Uh, Thank you to Nadia Diaz for the podcast cover art and uh, helping with all that. And go check her out on Instagram and ask her to do uh, commissions for you. She's got a lot of people I know who are trying to ask her to do art commissions, D&D characters. Just go check her out. Uh, the link is in the description. Her Instagram is arthead_creations. Um, and then thank you to Jensen Crawl who made our intro and outro for the podcast. Go check out Knocking on Doors for his musical tea time. I will put the link in the description. Check it out. Um, yeah, 
thank you, Jesse, for coming and hanging out with us. It's it was a lot thank of fun. You so and much. We got into some deep discussion, and I'm gonna be thinking about that for like the next couple hours, maybe even mm-hmm. a day. And so. you've you guys have given me some interesting questions as well for <laughs> me to think about. I'll definitely talk more more about this stuff. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, uh, um, it was a really good time, and uh, you had some really interesting opinions. Happy to hear them. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, until next time, probably two weeks from now, uh, when are we recording this? The 17th? Yeah, so we, this won't be out for a couple weeks. So, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye! See you next time. Bye!